welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Welcome. This is Tom Vergus. I'm joined again in this podcast by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Welcome, Jürgen. Thank you, Tom. It's good to see you again, and welcome to the listener. What are we going to talk about today, Tom? Well, I thought in this episode, what we should do is take a deeper dive into the first component of cultural intelligence, which is CQ drive. Right. That sounds fascinating. So what's CQ drive? Well, I think CQ drive, if you think about what about the motivation. Mm. So drive is really around what's our motivation to interact with people of different cultures or to be in culturally diverse situations. Okay. Where does that motivation come from? So often somebody might get an assignment and post it overseas into a different culture. So is that enough motivation or is there a different way to motivate themselves simply by simply more than the incentive? Mm, That's a great question. So CQ Drive has three components to it. The first one is what we call intrinsic drive, which is really around, you know, what's your inner sense of being? What gives you uh, enjoyment uh, from a personal point of view? Then for some people, it's extrinsic, which means they are rewarded or they get excited by the opportunities. E.g., I'm going to take on this assignment overseas because I'm going to get a promotion a bigger team to manage, or I'm going to get more money. Mm. And then the other aspect of CQ Drive is what we call self-efficacy, which is, in fact, the uh, having the confidence to deal with situations even though you may not have the answer. Okay. So it's having the confidence. Mm. All right. Well, can you give us some examples of that? I mean, the, the you gave us some examples of the external, the extrinsic uh, motivators which might be salary or more a promotion more in terms of a bigger team what about the internal ones what are some examples there sure thing i so let me just give you an example in fact of someone i was working with quite recently a few months ago i was uh, having a briefing session with the scientists who had been sent from germany across to australia on a one-year assignment mm-hmm. and he's uh, the, the firm has obviously labs here and labs over there and he was sent over here to spend a year here and he has a colleague who's going to spend a year over there so they were bridging yeah. cultures so when we were talking about what are some of the things he could do and what are some of the differences in terms of Australian and German culture etc and how he could then integrate himself into Australian society, he then started telling me some of the things that he was doing or had been doing. He found that because they had given him a really nice apartment in inner city Melbourne, the firm had done that, Mm. beautiful. And he said, but of course, the reality didn't know anybody, doesn't know any friends, doesn't Mm. have any people to entertain. So great when he was at work met people, then he would come home, and then he's alone. Yeah. So he's got nothing nothing to do uh, per se. So here is something that uh, he did. He figured in his younger years, 
he had spent a fair amount of time traveling through Europe, and he had done that at youth hostels. Right. Now, because you meet other uh, travelers as well. So what actually signed up at a youth hostel? He either joined the youth hostel here, went in there, registered there, so that he would have the social connections with people. Because, you know, they have those lounges and things like that. He'd have a chance to meet them, have a chance to talk to them, make some friendship groups, etc. Yeah. And so for me, that is a classic example of intrinsic, extrinsic, and self-efficacy. Intrinsic because he really wanted to come out here deep down. He has a big belief and wanted to make his make the uh, has a bigger belief in this fact that we are interconnected as as a planet. Extrinsic, he can see this as an opportunity for him to move up the corporate ladder, make a contribution to the company. Self-efficacy because he took it upon himself mm. to join a club so he could meet some people. Yeah, that's a great example, and it highlights all three aspects of it. Um, as you say, I mean, to me, the music is perhaps driven by a sense of wanting to learn or a sense of curiosity. Um, the extrinsic is some external reward or recognition that would come as a result, and the self-efficacy is actually taking action yourself, taking it upon yourself, and also... How much does sustainability, I'm not sure sustainability is the right word, but if, if I take some action, is that action going to be sustainable? So join, let's say joining a youth hostel, is that something then regularly visit those lounges or, or the hostel itself or their events so that I keep exposing myself to all the other people that are there? No, I think that's uh, an example of that was he did that in the, in the beginning. I then obviously made suggestions to him on other places that he could go to, mm. other places that he would, in fact, coordinate and meet people, etc. because it's really about broadening your mm. network. Now, and how sustainable is, that, is it? I think that's a good question because one of the challenges, which I think is, is, is important, and we, this shows up actually in the assessments that we can do, is sometimes, and I'll give you an example. We were working with a client last year who was looking at sending someone uh, on an assignment from here to Vietnam, from Melbourne to Vietnam. And in the assessment, it showed that this individual had low drive, intrinsic drive. Mm -hmm. Intrinsic was low. Extrinsic was reasonably high. And self-efficacy was low briefing or debriefing session, one of the things I covered with this individual was trying to really work out why were they taking this promotion, right? And the promotion was really because it gave them a, a, you know, a better job opportunity. The challenge, though, was on an assignment, if your intrinsic is low, it doesn't make it as much fun. You know, because that's all of us who had the experience of living and traveling in other parts of the expat, hmm. it can get quite lonely. And you know, you need to be able to be resilient. Yeah. To be able to put yourself out there to meet people and talk to people. And if your intrinsic is low and self-efficacy is low, then how do you actually take steps to improve those things? And what I found was because we were able to highlight that and talk to her about it, it struck a chord. She said yes. Mm. And we were therefore able to work out some strategies 
on how to help. That's good. Yeah. Because so, most times, if you think about it, Jürgen, many a time, nearly 70% of overseas postings fail. That's right. right? They, they, yeah. don't, they, don't, they don't achieve the desired impact of what was originally intended. So, mm. of course, they do the job. Someone goes on an expat assignment. You know, the first year, they're learning about the place. The second year, they do the job. So, right? I mean, that's a general rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it is the investment is huge for organizations. Mm-hmm. When you send people across, you want to make the most of it. That's right, yeah. Now, you mentioned a test so you or assessment. So you have a way of assessing people's extrinsic, intrinsic motivations. And so yeah, on. so there is a social intelligence assessment tool. Mm-hmm. that uh, one can use and that measures the scale around where your drive sits on the different aspects and then when we talk about CQ knowledge it measures how much knowledge you have in the various things about different cultures it measures also your level of strategy mm-hmm. and also how you execute and put CQ into action and that then gives you a framework to kind of work with. So it's like any tool here. Yeah. It has its pluses and minuses, yeah. right? The, the plus, I think, is that it's need to kind of say, okay, which which bits do I need to be conscious of? So what where, where are my strengths? Mm. What am I good at? And then what are some of the areas that I may need to work on? Mm. So what are some of the steps then that, let's say, I could take if, if I was weak on that intrinsic or the self-efficacy part. Yeah. Well, I think, you, you know, if you generally think about CQ drive as overall rule, what are some things you could do is, I think, one is look at what are the areas of interest that you have here. So let's say, for example, if you're interested in soccer, hmm. yeah. it would be useful then to start thinking about what's happening in soccer in that in another particular part of the world, for instance, mm-hmm. right? So because it is an area of interest that yeah. you already have sure. common with in common. That yeah. So that, that's yeah. one. Yeah. Two is actually reading some information or materials about the place that you're going or in a culture that you're interested. You're not going anywhere, for instance, but if you're interested in a particular cultural group, start reading up about them, get to know a little bit more about their literature, uh, perhaps engage with a cultural coach or get a cultural mentor hmm. so you can have conversations with them so you can you know you get a chance to explore some of those things and i think if you are in a location it's really what are some things i could do how do i make the most of this opportunity so looking at a personal gain from a self thing rather than the exterior so approval of somebody else whether that's in the form of a salary increase or a job promotion or a bigger team yes i think those are all bonuses that come along with it yeah. but ultimately it is you who's driving it right mm-hmm. so i think as we we talked about it in our earlier podcast self-awareness well you know whether you're a leader or you're a team player mm-hmm. and especially in a cross-cultural situation that ability to reflect you know, what I talk about is stepping out of yourself and looking back in. Mm. That is kind of important. And if you can do that, or if you can develop it, how do we develop mindfulness? Yeah. Now, how do we be aware of what's happening and what, we, what is normally referred to as situational awareness? 
how do we work with that and develop that ourselves so that because those things become really important become an effective global leader yeah and also having that ability to look back on yourself from an outside perspective gives you a bit of an insight into how other people might see you correct particular in that other cultural environment that you're now in yep mm-hmm. yep indeed so have you ever come across somebody that rates high on inter- intrinsic and self-efficacy but low on the extrinsic I think yes, yes. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so for those individuals who work within, say, not-for-profits, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who are much more involved in working across cultures because they have a greater belief of service or, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, could be because of a faith-based. And it's so, that, so it's not so much extrinsic. They, you know, they're not doing it to get promoted or to get more money. They're doing it because deep down they have a belief mm-hmm. that this is important. It may still be the recognition they get from that. From, yeah, you know, but that's not. But it's not a big driver. Mm, okay. You know, the driver is that there's a. I'm doing this because there's a greater cause. Yeah, yeah. That, that this is more important uh, as such. And why do we do that? In fact, just yesterday I was reading. But perhaps the extrinsic motivator there is seeing the change that they perhaps help to bring yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just reading just yesterday about this uh, man. Uh, it was an obituary in the, in the newspaper and how he had taken a trip to, uh, I think it was Rwanda, and he was uh, in, in, the, uh, in the 80s and was touched by the slaughter of elephants hmm. there, Tanzania around there, and uh, came back. He was a scientist, an engineer, came back to Australia, sold everything up, relocated to Africa, and uh, went about setting up like a, an elephant reserve, quarries, and I did that for 20 years. I had almost found it very, very difficult because he was going against the poachers and the hunters. And, uh, you know, at one stage, I think his lodge was burnt down. He had to rebuild it. I, and for me, that all those things are, I think he, he for me, struck, was very much struck me as being intrinsically driven, yeah. wanting to make a difference to the environment, to the elephants, yeah. you know, and that obviously, whatever that was that drove him mm. uh, to do that. Mm. That's a good example. So what's the takeaway that we'd like to give our listener today? I think the reflection point that would be useful at the end of this session is to reflect on your own drive. So how do you rate yourself? So when it comes to intrinsic, if you think of again of a scale of one to ten, where would you put yourself on that? Uh, extrinsic, what's your motivation on that? And then finally, where would you rate yourself in terms of self-efficacy? To think about, you know, what is it that gets you excited? What what make what gives you the joy? Mm. in interacting with people with different cultures. What gives you the joy to sign up and listen to our podcast, for instance? Good question, yeah. And, of course, if people want to share that in the the post underneath the blog that goes with the podcast, that would be fabulous because we can even give them a shout-out on a future episode. (laughs) All right. Well, that's been great, Tom. 
Thanks for sharing all the information about CQ Drive with us today, and I look forward to learning more about CQ knowledge in our next episode. Terrific. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.